From Santa Barbara, California, The Timeless Voyager with Bruce Stephen Holmes. Talk radio for the new age. Interviews with well-established professionals in the fields of new age philosophy, holistic health care, energy healing, psychic phenomena, and extraterrestrial encounters. And now, Bruce Stephen Holmes, The Timeless Voyager. This is Bruce Stephen Holmes for Timeless Voyager Radio. With me today in the studio, Qatar. K-A-T-A-R. I'd like to spell your name. Welcome to the show. Thank you, Bruce. How did you come up with a name like Qatar? Qatar was a name, the angelic or spirit name given to me by one of my master teachers a number of years ago. Why don't you explain a little bit about your particular talent? Well, um, I'm called an open channel, and that is because I've been trained, well, I suppose I could say for lifetimes, in opening to work with the many different levels or the many um, vibrations of spirit on the highest level to bring that through for healing and for channeling of wisdom and information. And uh, so what I do now is offer these services and consultations and in teachings, retreats, and so forth. Now, a lot of people um, question this concept of channeling. Um, And, of course, there are different types of channeling, I understand. There's trance, there's full trance, I guess, full body trance, and I guess uh, just conscious channeling. And, Mm -hmm. And then, of course, all of the layers in between there. Um, maybe you could explain your understanding of the differences. All right. Um, for most of the work that I do, uh, I would suppose I'd be called a full body channel or full body trance channel, in that I let my consciousness be brought to higher planes or to my own inner temples, other dimensions of learning, while the masters, the ascended masters and teachers, use the vehicle in whatever way is necessary to communicate Now you refer clearly. to your body as the vehicle. Yes. Okay. And, and that means uh, your senses and your... They use your mind and your eyes? They use whatever is available through my energy fields. Um, they will process through my memories and through my emotional body as necessary to bring the information or a particular reflection through for someone that they're sharing with. So, uh, in a certain way, it may have an appearance that they are inhabiting my body, but they really are not inhabiting the body. What they do is use um, a merging of an energy, a wave, as I understanding of energy, through my structure, such a way that they're transmitting um, directives through my nerves and my hmm. uh, brain to move the body, open the eyes, and to communicate. Would it be like a puppet? Like a puppet. Because, I mean, the person who's running a puppet really isn't inhabiting that puppet, but they are moving it around. And They're moving it around. That's like being a ventriloquist. <laughs> <laughs> an ascended master ventriloquist. Oh, they can... Uh, move I your don't, mouth and they... <laughs> I don't know that they can drink water and speak at the same time through my physical body. I know they're not limited, but... <laughs> that is, right. It's something like that. I also um, do believe in letting people know about my my own personal conscious channeling, which is how I began to work with the masters and teachers is through a conscious state. And so I So that's, that. that's quite a bit different, conscious channeling. 
it's different in that the awareness stays somewhat present with the information with the merged energy and um, is aware of processing whatever's being shared at that time. So the main difference between trance and conscious is basically that in conscious, uh, the person who is bringing through the energy is there, is present, and is aware of what they're saying. Yes. In trance, they are not. They are out to lunch, so to speak. They're gone. In in most trance states, yes, they'd be out. And, And in my case, when I am out, I'm very aware of what I am doing and where I am experiencing my consciousness right and you you've told me many times that you have some quite interesting experiences while you're so while your body is being uh used and you're uh delivering information here which is very important to the people who are listening you also are studying and doing different things aren't you i'm studying receiving healings um becoming uh initiated if you will with certain of my own gifts and energies that go beyond what i'm usually aware of it's, it's, it is fascinating. I wish I had a Polaroid and a tape recorder to bring back everything. I know you remember the last time we were together, you tried to explain it. And of course, I could see the beaming on your face. But when we listened to it, it was like, well, you know, I just you had to be there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, much of it is that way. But I, but I do try to give some kind of recording to it. I hope to someday be able to bring it into a deeper translation. The... Um the experience, though, is is one of, of your own interdimensionality, isn't it, basically, to show that you are much more than everything else that, that we're discovering, aside from being a trans channel and being a conscious channel and being Qatar and being, you know, your given, you know, Christian name or whatever and mm-hmm. and all the, all the little facets of your life. There's this whole interdimensionality going on that you're having first-hand experience with now. I am, in fact... Uh I'm very grateful for the way that the lessons have been given to me throughout the years because I can have a more reasonable viewpoint of what sanity is and what maybe it isn't for many people because the many dimensions uh, that go beyond this this one uh, need to be learned in a particular order in order for that to keep a person functioning. So I wouldn't prescribe what that order is per se, but mm-hmm. I do have a sense that um, of gratitude that the things I've been shown and how I'm able to perceive many things now, even when I'm conscious physically, is through that experience of viewing life from these other planes. Now, now you have different entities that, that, that uh, come through. Mm-hmm. Um, Be- being an open channel has meant that I... One among many things means that I get to be introduced to new aspects of the divine mm-hmm. through spirit uh, over and over and just meeting new friends or new aspects of myself. But I do channel not one specific entity, but a number of them that, um, as I said, I become more familiar with as my time on earth progresses. Now, do you pick and choose them or do they pick and choose you? <laughs> it's mutual. Oh, it's a mutual thing. It's mutual. I, I hold no uh, control over them more nor do they have control over me i we work in communion in that uh, there can be through my own inner calling and my inner prayer uh, asking for one or more of them to come through or to come visit and, and to share and usually they correspond to that uh, likewise there are times when i'm seemingly active in a situation and i feel the calling by one of them to sit quietly listen or re- or to act according to the messages that they're giving me now, we in three-dimensionality use the word we, them, I, them, him, us. Okay, and it's really not that way, is it? 
It's not quite that specific. In fact, oftentimes when, when they're speaking, they use the term we, when they're seemingly speaking as a singular entity, but they they've, most of these um, vibrations that I work with view themselves as part of something so much greater than a single identity that the communication is... Uh, has, it does help, I think, for the humans in the third dimension to become a little more aware that they aren't the things they decree they are most of the time. That's just such a small part. Mm. When when a person is uh, doing this type of, of work, which you are, mm-hmm. what uh, what have you discovered as far as your own essential nature is concerned? Well, that's a pretty big question. I know. <laughs> <laughs> well... Um, I mean, we can leave all the personal stuff out, but just sure. basically and generally. Oh, about my divinity, about mm-hmm. my my unconditional and unlimitedness that uh, I have found through my work with this that I am more capable now of moving through my so-called emotional trips so much more with ease and with less attachment. My own divinity is real to me in that I do have the vision now of seeing the light just beaming from people when I look at them, and I can experience that truth of who they are much more than I remember having done so in my young days. Now, as time goes on, and of course, we also, I have this agenda about timelines, um, of course, you've probably expanded your idea as to what time really is now. And I I have, and there are my moments of forgetting and of becoming real frantic about <laughs> keeping a deadline for something, such as uh, being in a particular place at a, at a needed time. But what I've come to see is um, the biggest joke that goes around now is is the word soon. <laughs> it's, uh, <laughs> it's become uh, a very casual um, non-committal, non-committal <laughs> point of, of spirit view, and when uh, as any of us who ever dealt with spirit in, in sessions have known, we ask them, "When will this happen in my life?" And they'll say, "Oh, soon, soon." Right. Which we've learned can be thousands of years <laughs> from the perspective of, of timelessness, right. of course. But for me, time is a fun tool now because I really. Psychically, I suppose it's a game to be able to bend it according to will, and it's it's far more than manipulating it. It's really feeling more at ease with trusting that if I'm going to be in my body for hundreds of years, healthy and happy and in, in a light form, then I don't have to get limited right now as to how much I accomplish and when I get it done. I can be a more not le- not more free in the sense that I would become lazier or or more allowing of doing nothing. But I become more willing to be focused with re- with ease. If I can make, I don't know if I'm making that clear. Mm-hmm. It's a sense that that I feel more on time and on target with with um, producing or with living through life situations now than I ever have. Rather than to lay back and wait for it all to happen and think I've got eternity. I know I have eternity, so I can <laughs> keep doing it. All right now. When uh, when people and of course you know I always have agendas every once in a while and today my uh, thought has been this idea of discernment discernment of course on the part of the participant the person who is uh, coming to hear you or people like yourself channel mm-hmm. and I thought maybe we might discuss the idea that uh, first there are 
channeled entities coming from all different parts of this creation. Um, now, for example, you, I believe, channel predominantly energies from the ascended areas. Is that correct? As I understand it, yes. All right. Now, as far as the hierarchy is concerned, um, my understanding is that we have, first of all, we have our three-dimensionality here. Mm-hmm. Then directly beyond our three-dimensionality, uh, three I believe we have, what, the astral? It would be what I call, yeah, the astral or a lower astral. All right. Lower astral, are there seven... I don't really work in the numbers, my okay. personally. I. But you're saying there's a lower astral and then what, a mid-astral and a higher astral? Here's how I would describe okay. the, the distinctions between that. The lower astral would be the zone or the region of energy that would pertain to souls disembodied and in deep confusion. Okay, so that's people that have died and don't know they're dead. Either they don't know they're dead or they are holding so tightly <laughs> they to everything. To be dead. <laughs> they re- they are refusing to be dead. Okay. <laughs> All right. So we have lower astral. Right. The the so-called mid astral then would be those souls who um, perhaps have lived um, somewhat aware they've died and they've kind of realized that it might be more akin to what commonly has been called in religion as purgatory. Okay. Would it be like Kamaloka and the mm-hmm. Uh, other esoterics. In other words, it's a place where you're working out. Where you're working out and where you're consciously starting to school yourself again mm-hmm. and, and to do the inventories. Okay. And the upper astral then would be perhaps then the graduate school of that. It would be those souls who've lived and knew very well and they lived very highly and yet they really aren't ready yet to necessarily move fully beyond the earth experiences they may have been very aware souls while they were alive but not necessarily ready to leap into absoluteness okay so we've got the astral as and and i think it's very well put you're referring still to that as the earthly dwelling right so we've got the three-dimensionality here experience of of our uh, very manifest touch and you feel it Mm-hmm. And then we have that, you can't touch it, but it, you can still feel it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm feeling them now. <laughs> so that's our, the astral experience right now. After the astral, the astral mm-hmm. plane, let's say, so we've got three three basic areas in there. What, what do we have next? Mm, you see, this is where I suppose I don't want to pin myself too well, you strongly. Can, you because can have an opinion. I'll have my opinion because it's all a matter of... of um, the semantics around it is just to give people a feeling or an awareness of, of their own personal mm-hmm. realities and where they're growing. Some call it an etheric realm, the next realm. Um, I would tend to not even know how to describe that. So I would say that that beyond the earth physical, there is the dimensionality of other physicalities that aren't related to the earth plane. Okay, so let's name them. Maybe we can have a better understanding. Okay. Not name them, you know, their names, but I mean, are we talking about angels? Um, talking about angels, non... Mm. Um, and Angels being... Uh, that's that's a, that's mm. was a rough term to use. How All about right. higher dimensional beings? Higher dimensional or higher vibration. Here's really I think no I'm skipping here, because what I would prefer personally to put in the sense of the next level up beyond the astral and it relates through the astral, would be um, souls who are at a particular consciousness non-earthly. In other words, ETs, certain ET vibrations or so other extra, extraterrestrials. Mm-hmm. 
personally, I would. Some some of the extraterrestrials may be beyond this level that I'm talking about. Okay. But uh, I think some people have a an automatic assumption that if a person has the ability to be communicating with us at all through an extraterrestrial um, relationship, then they must be higher and better than we are. And not necessarily true. So a you're lot. actually saying, mm-hmm. and I didn't mean to interrupt you, but you're saying okay. that the ethereal level is not necessarily any better than the so-called astral physical physical. astral so it's in a sense another vibration but not in in a hierarchy or order of importance it's not necessarily higher it isn't necessarily higher. It can be somewhat. Uh, this is where I personally have the problem because I I've never related well to distinguishing layers. Well, of perhaps things. there's a, perhaps there's a there's a uh, junction point there where the ethereal kind of mixes with the astral mm-hmm. as far as far as development is concerned. I believe so. Just as on our physical, there are obviously extraterrestrials who are walking about. You know. Uh, yeah, working you just have their to consciousness go to Hollywood <laughs> once in a while. Hollywood's got plenty of them. So there's there is an inter inter play of those dimensions, um, and probably rather than to say that that's ethereal above the astral, it's somewhat like a side by side okay. dimension. That's good. All right. Um, then what do we have after the ethereal? Do you think? Well, of course, you probably figure we've got a, a lower, mid, and a high. Also, probably. I mean, if we're going to look at this thing, well, see, I know that it's difficult yeah. because mm-hmm. we're trying to mentally make a picture of something that can't be made a picture of, really. Right. But it, but in order mm-hmm. to talk about it, we've got to do something here. So okay. let's just so let's play with it. Right. Um, at that next level, then I would put um, those guides and teachers who are you talking about, like the mid. Mid-ethereal? Mm-hmm. Okay. Guides and teachers who um, have graduated from the earthly plane and have no need for re-embodiments or, see no, or they, they find no need to refocus their embodiment. And, okay. So these are people that don't necessarily ever have to incarnate for, for a karmic reason. For karmic reasons. And so they're but they, choosing they to... they could. All... Uh, anyone could have re- could come into embodiment. Okay, so anyone can embody, yeah. but of course, you might might not want to have get stuck again. <laughs> it's challenging, and there's a few of us down here probably who thought, "Darn!" I, I, I bet there are more than. <laughs> Why a few. did I volunteer for this? <laughs> I'll bet there are more than a few. Okay, I kind of think that sometimes it was that we were standing in line and they asked for volunteers, and somebody. Everybody stood backwards, and I just happened to be standing <laughs> out front. But, well, uh, <laughs> I look at it in a more positive way. I mean, I actually think of it as, you know, uh, knowing that we're we're dealing with infinity here, mm-hmm. and uh, you know, I, I I wouldn't be a bit surprised if uh, after oh maybe a million years, you may say to yourself, "I think I can handle it. I really like it. I think I need to change." I could see that. You know, and uh, so so you have a couple million years of being incarnate and not knowing who you are, and then you make it back again. And in infinity, that's nothing. It's nothing, especially <laughs> when you consider that a million years doesn't mean anything off of this plane. Either. Right? I know. I'm just saying. So <laughs> it's I mean, just a linear. I mean, this is the interesting thing when we talk about then the uh, sim- simultaneity of of our experiences that we can be an ascended master and be. Uh, in the year 1800 and then be physical and seemingly dense in the year 1990. Mm-hmm. Um, that's another topic. But okay, but <laughs> so before we touch on that one, so mm-hmm. we've got, we've, we've kind of like making a little bit of a ladder here just okay. because people like that. I think I think it's good. It gives you something 
to at least hold on to because mm-hmm. after all we could say well it's there are no words to describe it and then what then the show's over and, and the show's why over listen to timeless voyager on. radio there have been a lot of interesting and good maps and uh, the the thing i would just say and I'll, i'm willing to play the game and go a little bit further with it but i really want it to be known that from my my point of view is yes the, the ladders and the maps are very important but we need to be careful about making them dogmatic okay and I, and I I completely agree with you. Okay, so we have this this uh, well, you know why I'm developing this. Mm-hmm. So we've got the lower, the mid, perhaps, and the higher ethereal. What would you even perhaps guess would be higher ethereal? We have guides at the mid. Mm-hmm. That's probably where I would put um, much of the angelic kingdom. So we have like angels, maybe archangels, or do you think archangels are archangels are moving? Oh, because it's, it's nice to look at a higher. Yeah, level. archangels are at a have a different job okay. so there see i like this yeah. because I, I what i like to, to have people at least po- possibly pretend mm-hmm. even if we're just pretending for a moment mm-hmm. that our corporate structure that we have here three-dimensionally speaking here on the earth is very similar as a matter of fact it's probably a direct 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 replica mm-hmm. of the way structures are Okay, so that's well. Obviously, everything here, you know, is manifested from thought, which has come from the causal idea. You know, Mm -hmm. from the from. So it's not like we came up with something that doesn't exist here. I mean, only exists here, but didn't exist anywhere else. I think it's all being mapped all the time. It is, and and from the Earth plane, the so-called trap of it is that we begin to take it a little seriously. Okay, all right. So then, after this ethereal, Mm -hmm. what do you uh, presume happens? There, it may be then that uh, full arena of heaven, That's what, in a certain way. It's that sense of where, the what I would call the ascended masters, the realm of spirit who is more absolute in their merging, that they know the infinite dimensions completely, that they have access to the holographic oneness of all of life. Okay. Now, uh, the ascended masters then probably have their own hierarchy? Mm-hmm. What what would you just real quickly? What would what, how would you describe that? There are those masters who would specifically work with a certain ray, or that might be a color or a vibration that would assist paths that humans are learning and following. Some that would be more not even working with the human world, but with the elemental world of the earth, preparing it for its elevation of a consciousness, mm-hmm. and others who then are. You know, keeping that corporate overview of all of that in a mm-hmm. certain way, holding the flame of of the truth of their brotherhoods. All right, and then of course the, this flame, just like in the Olympics, is passed on from person to person, isn't it? Mm-hmm. Like the most recent custodian was was Lord Sanando, Jesus. Yes, and that's being passed over now to Saint Germain, if I understand that correct. Yes. So this, uh, it's so like, some guy, some guy is saying, okay, I've been the CEO for two thousand years, and now it's your turn. And it's your turn. And they consider themselves so one in spirit that it's still they only do that for, not for the, for any kind of an uh, ego gratification. Like mm-hmm. we would think of changing jobs or being promoted, but for the sake of of helping us to relate more to a particular energy of transformation. All right. So now we have that level. Mm-hmm. What do we have after that? Is that start? It starts probably getting rather ambiguous. I understand. Well, let me. Why don't you answer it since you're the one who's making this thing go? Oh. <laughs> um, 
Beyond that, somewhere in all of this, the extraterrestrial vibrations exist because within that ascended mastery, it's not just those who have ascended from the earth plane, but for those who realize their ascension from all dimensionalities, so that there are parts of that brotherhood which are from other planets. So we have the extraterrestrials basically permeating this entire structure that we just made. Mm-hmm. I believe so. Some, uh, some. Uh, as I have understood some people why, telling why me we, that they go fourth, fifth, and sixth, and seventh, and eighth, and ninth, and tenth dimensions, and so forth. And within their learnings and structures, that may be so. Why do we call them extraterrestrials in the first place? Well, that they are ter- Terra being Earth. Uh, they're just uh, extra outside okay. of Earth. So, in other words, we're, we're ver- this is kind of funny. We're kind mm-hmm. of just conscious of what happens from Earth. Mm-hmm. So we're referring to ourselves as like this important aspect that's that's moving up towards the ascended master <laughs> realm, and then all those others are extraterrestrials, like they you know don't really belong, but we accept them. When in reality, actually, <laughs> we <laughs> only come from one place, and there are billions of those places, so that we're really only like one little tiny group that's doing this. We're only a, f- a fragment of that, and that's why so many have a great interest in. A- finding or feeling adopted by their home star or their home planet. Um, the cellular origins that some of us think resonate with us that might not be from Earth itself. And there's truth to that. But the, my teachings have been, and I continue to, to teach it as I understand it from the um, Ascended Masters, is that it is not so important to figure out if you're from Earth or from the Pleiades or from Orion or from any other place outside of here i mean we're here right and we are from something even less or rather more limitless than finding those particular places as our source so mm-hmm. uh we'll home in on that when we home in on it but it's it needn't be you know that burning that we have we need to get like dorothy and say there's no <laughs> right. place like home <laughs> all right now uh my understanding is that the highest uh awareness that a human being i guess can have at this point would be the I am presence. So that would probably be the overall, let's say, cap to this experience. Is that is that a correct understanding? It's pretty much that. Uh, as Which long does not, as that's not saying that there isn't more than the right. I am presence, it's, but I'm saying that mm-hmm. that seems to be the cap on the human experience. It seems to be so because as long as we think linearly, as long as we think uh, densely, there's just... It just is not there, and I think I might have used this example once before, and forgive me if it sounds repetitive, but it's a matter of the all that is exists, whether we can understand or define it. And when electricity was discovered, it certainly wasn't the first time that it ever showed up. It was around when cavemen dwelled in caves and we lived in trees. So you're saying the actual idea of electricity was there? Everything was there. It was still lightning outside. There was still Because that's how your body runs on on a type of current. On current. But it wasn't until centuries just recently that the human mind conceived that there was something to name in it and something to tap into. Um, And so it's not new. And so neither will it be for us at some point to, as it is, it seems new that we're able to so freely talk of these dimensions that exist beyond us. And we're beginning to merge more and more into that fourth dimensional reality, as some call it, because we're able to blend ourselves into the probabilities of that limitless activity. We are becoming lighter. Our form is 
altering and becoming lighter and our brain and our cell structure is becoming reshaped to be able to hold the concept. And so the I am presence just becomes bigger and bigger in a certain way. Right now, um, for anything that says it's not of that and that we're holding it, it I find that really difficult to place into truism because... um, the all that is, the infinite love that exists in the empowerment of manifesting or becoming known, whether it's manifesting to physical reality or manifesting to awareness, has still to do with decreeing. And the decree is I am. All right, now, the purpose of this whole structure was to talk about how different entities that are being channeled perceive truth. Mm-hmm. And we have talked quite a bit about developing an understanding of this quote-unquote hierarchy. And the, the purpose was to, to look at the vision then that happens. A person comes to you, uh, you uh, put on your channeling hat, as it were, mm-hmm. and bring through information. Now, the purpose of, of developing the information was to look at the way truth can be different from different Realities Now, for example, um, I use this analogy all the time. The person who lives on the first floor in a part of an apartment looks outside, sees uh, people walking on the street, sees cars going by, hears a lot of noise. The person on the sixth floor of the apartment does not see people walking by, but rather sees above some of the buildings, not all of them. The person on the 20th floor sees above all of the buildings and sees that beyond the buildings is a giant park and there's a beautiful sunset. Uh, There could be a great argument that ensues between the first floor and the 20th floor because the person on the first floor never sees the sunset, never sees that there's a park. Uh They could argue forever. And the problem is that the person person on the first floor needs to go to the uh, 20th floor to find out what the person at the 20th floor is telling them is true. Mm-hmm. But the argument can never be resolved. Now, what I'm the reason I'm saying that is because I think of us at three-dimensionality as kind of being on the first floor. We come to a person like you, a channel comes through and gives us, a, I'm sorry, an entity comes through as you mm-hmm. channel them, gives us some information. Now comes the discernment part. We need to know where that information is coming from and how much of it is, is the larger truth or the smaller truth. That's very true. Um First of all, uh, that's, that word discernment uh, can be confused with judgment, and that's not necessarily going to meet, equal out to the same um, reality. What's important is that we as humans, in order to raise our spiritual awareness and consciousness, must strengthen our discernment on every plane of reality. If we can do it and function in discernment um, amongst one another here in a physical, when we've got it mastered already with what comes through, that may not always be the first thing that we, or the first place that we learn our discernment. For example, when somebody calls forth an energy that maybe people are wanting to learn to channel and they haven't cleared themselves sufficiently, they may be bringing through, if they're very willing, an energy that has also very willing to connect and to share. And maybe it's um, Aunt Sadie who they, who's been dead for a few years and she's um, looking around the earth and seeing that. Uh, she's, she's got a way in. <laughs> she's got a way in, and she's been wanting to say something for a long, long time. After all, she knows best. And maybe she does have a good point of view to offer, just as your friend down the street has a good point of view to offer. But again, you want to be 
careful, not fearful, but cautious uh, and aware when you are receiving channeled information that what is the source or what is the level that the person is viewing it from because it doesn't mean that it's wrong if it's coming from a you know uh, this aunt sadie vibration but put it into the perspective and so when a information comes through from an energy that is from let's say, an extraterrestrial, who's maybe fourth-dimensional, and that seems beyond third, therefore it's got to be good information or perfect information, not necessarily appropriate and applicable. You need to be aware also that every one of us have our lessons to learn, including some of the soul vibrations on these astral and so-called etheric levels. And their lessons are in part teaching, but they also, you know, that's how they learn is by the doing of the teaching. So we need to be responsible for what we receive. When we receive information from the Ascended Masters, a lot of that comes through with more clarity, even very specific at times, because they work through uh, all of the other dimensions. They don't look beyond those dimensions. They allow themselves without fear to go completely through the so-called lower vibrations. One of the um, the ways that I've understood that is that um, is the difference between them giving us information and the person on the 20th floor is that the person on the 20th floor has a limited view of what's below because they look at it um, with a so-called perspective of time and space. When the masters give us their view, they use that time and space to bring up and enhance everything of the specific that was as applicable to the consciousness of the moment, or what the need is of the soul that they're communicating with. So that they um, may be, as some call it, more flexible in their personality. Because their personality that they give forth is specifically created for the purpose of giving a lesson and teaching. It isn't for the purpose of their own own identity, but for the relationship that's developed for the learning of the soul that they teach. And I'm not sure if that's helping, what, you know, going in exactly yeah. where you were going with this now here's, question. Well, okay, now here's what I'm looking at, though. We, uh, and, and just, just the point being, we cannot see up. Mm -hmm. There's no way to see up through dimensionalities. That's what I understand. Right. However... You can see down through dimensionalities. Now, what I was going to ask you were some interesting questions. Uh, first of all, I would I would suppose that the uh, astral receive information from the ethereal and from the ascendant and from the I am. Some, if they're if open they're, to if it. If they're open to it. Yes. However, uh, that what I'm saying is that information is coming down. Mm -hmm. I don't. Information doesn't go up though, does it? Meaning that that. There's uh, there's no way, well, you can tell me if I'm right or wrong, there would be no reason for me to tell the Ascended Master how life is. It would be it would be silly, right? It would be like a uh, there's no there's no reason there is no need for you to explain to them how life is functioning on this earth because they can perceive even more clearly than than right. we can perceive what it is. Um, certain extraterrestrials which may or may not be at that level of ascension, may need to have that because they are still viewing their world from their dimensionality, and that's new to them to stretch that there are other possible dimensions. I just interjected, there was one time I was channeling an energy that um, 
came through, and this is all by my memory of what was told to me. Um, it was an ET that had just realized that there was something beyond non-physicality, that he just discovered physical reality. He called himself uh, gravity as a name vibration because it was this first awareness of the laws as we understand them here. In fact, his speaking through me was like... It was just very strange and broad. And he was asking for descriptions and definitions, and he said... Oh, I understand when I look at you, humor, ha. Huh. <laughs> you know, incredible. Ha. Huh. <laughs> he sort of could not relate to it in the way that we related to it, but he, he tried to grimace a smile and he hmm. tried to say, oh, ha. Huh. Oh, the closest thing that he understood to that was joy. Now, yeah. what was the what what would be the purpose of, of having someone like that come through? Can, <laughs> it they, was, can they help? <laughs> actually, he said yes because he did have a perspective of a lot of things happening non physically, and so he was able to, by his focusing what he knew to our reality, he was learning and he was also giving us some assistance. It so was, it was the old, a, you know, a one time kind of. Okay, but the, I think now there's an important, a very mm-hmm. important point because mm-hmm. as people broaden their understanding of of life, they need to understand that I've, uh, if I'm correct in this, there are ascended masters, for example, who did not ascend from from Earth from the Earth plane. Right. They did not. They there. I have heard there are ascended masters that don't even know that there is three dimensionality and don't care. It wasn't. They don't even want. They're not. Their attention isn't even there. Is that? Well, there are some. There are some soul vibrations that are absolutely not aware of the dimensionality as we understand it. They would recognize our soul vibration, but they do not relate to the path of the physical dimension. Right. And, and in a think- certain way, one could say, "Isn't that limited? Isn't that maybe not so? What is so high about that? If there's a, if there isn't a totality of all right. dimensions in it, so um, it isn't." It isn't limited in the way that makes it negative or wrong. It's just, a, it is another life Now, experience. we have, of course, we have millions of people here that only relate, I mean, just to talk about the other side of that, with, with physicality. They mm-hmm. absolutely have no interest or even care that there is another dimensionality. Mm-hmm. People and who don't so- listen to Timeless Voyager Radio. <laughs> And some of the people that I've seen in my reflection who who proclaim that that's all they're interested right, in, they and don't I, even do that real well. Okay, but from what my perspective. So what so. I'm saying is that it's not hard to reverse mm-hmm. that and say that there would be plenty of people in higher dimensions who would have absolutely no interest in third dimensionality. Mm-hmm. It wouldn't even me would be like hearsay or that's nice, mm-hmm. <laughs> but I've heard that it's not that great. You know, I mean, so why would I want to know about it? Yeah, they don't absorb themselves into yeah. that part of the available information. And it, op- it also opens up many other possibilities, namely that if this is not as special as we think it is, then perhaps that's a good reason. If if there is no other reason, if you're not you know that and taken into the idea of God or that much about de- developing just the idea that perhaps there is an entire other thing happening out there is enough to draw enough a lot of people on this that's why i see a great interest in the ufo community mm-hmm. they hate dogma 
can't stand you know religion and spirituality but boy they sure like the idea of inter- interdimensionality it's sure like that and a lot of them really like the idea that they're going to get rescued by a ship so, oh, so, yeah, so that's so pretty so fun far. too so okay. it's it's same as uh, as a lot of so-called religion and isn't it for some people but really i don't say that as a judgment i say that just to say that it's it's all available no matter how we want to keep defining what's so-called out there as far as our reality in terms of the channeling when i channel the situation I just described was one where it was uh, a private situation, a, s- a small group of my friends and I had opened ourselves up and we'd asked the masters, was there any information or any other energy or entity that would be available that would be of interest to us? And so it was a protected and sort of up and very light situation. When I channel for individuals or for groups, every circumstance is in a blessed and uh, prayerful mode that it be of the highest dimension available for that person in that time occasionally in a personal situation and i almost hesitate to say this because i would not want to be flooded with this kind of request but occasionally through the uh, allowance of the door opening of the master someone has a contact with a deceased friend or relative um to let them know that they're progressing, or that they're. In other words, it's it's on. a very and it's a very personal thing. It's a very personal thing. Uh, I'm not a I'm not a so-called medium. I don't contact the other side mm-hmm. per se. Um, so it would just happen occasionally that it's an allowed because that soul in its transition needs to have a little blessing with the individual who's mm-hmm. remaining in the physical dimension. And uh, otherwise, every one of the ascended masters that comes through or teachers has a has a very specific vibrational alignment with whoever they're sharing with in their group or in the, or is not one-on-one basis. All right, let's bring some guys through here and let's right. uh, they're let's, here. Let's have some uh, let's have some new information here. We'll give give Qatar a few moments here to uh, make a transition and and uh, bring in uh, whoever comes through. Oh well, good day, my friends. This is your beloved one. I am called by the mini on the pathway, Sanat Kumara. I am here to remind each of you that hear this tone of my voice, that there is now a proclaiming for all beings of all consciousness to join again into the deep belief that there is room on this and all planes for you and you cannot feel excluded. Here let us join in this belief that there is no more room for fear. Now we allow you continuously to have your fear, but the room for it has been changed because there is now more need to resonate once again with what we call your truth that is your unconditional love information you seek so much now has to do with the so-called changes on the earthly plane these changes will occur whether or not you pray them away or not. They may not occur with the drama they may have used in the past, but they will occur because on your dimension evolution 
is part of the creation and time and space within your reality has a need to realign itself to other form. Some would argue that you were once in the ape embodiment or not, but all will agree that there has been changes depending upon the location of the human form and its time upon the plane, just as there have been changes in the way a flower is grown in the meadow or in the horticulturist's garden. These things change because of the soul vibration changing and needing not to adapt to its environment but to help to create its environment. Maybe that is something you haven't considered. That as you are changing, you are changing the environment with you. We will not predict then the earthquakes and the shifting and the rambling and rousing of all of these things. But we will give you the realization that as the changes are occurring in your own physical self toward the healing and the realignment of your truth, light, form. So the earth itself is moving according to these plans. The earth itself becoming participant of this new truth as it seems new to so many of realigning itself to the vibration of its light will bring forth an extraordinary gift to the whole of the physical universe. And that brotherhood of light and service which I am in honor with would have you know that the acceleration is imminent and if you resist it you will not find yourself feeling very comfortable. If you align to it and bless it, it will become comfortable. And indeed, be as if a blink of your eye that in one moment there is one reality and another moment is the shining ease that you have prayed for forever. Would it be, my friend, a wonderful, wonderful gift for you to know that here on this earthly plane all of the teachers are getting ready to check out? Or would it be a gift now that all of the teachers of the so-called Brotherhood of Ascension are getting ready to check in? Hmm... This is, in truth, both ways. So many of the teachers here on the earthly plane have completed a need for the peoples to be led. And this leading causes many to make choices now to leave the so-called this earth dimension in order for these peoples that have led themselves along by the following to wake up to their own leadership. And so with their waking up, we are able more and more with that welcoming vibration to come forward again to precipitate the true light cities and the true light bodies that we all serve with at your discernment. 
Be aware that we are not holding back. We are just as present with you now as ever. It is just going to be to your reality to witness us more than ever. Can you comprehend this? You are vibrating, whether you even know it or not, at a frequency of light, because we see you as light, even when you don't think you are more than a density in any moment. Therefore, it is your God-realization, as some call it, that brings you to accept your light and be able to be in it with joy and with the freedom. The Brotherhood and all of its counsels extend to you this day a holy gift that you and we share still the pathway the Christedness and as you proclaim God I am so you become so you become aware please listen to this very carefully all of the God consciousness from all planes of reality Try without effort to communicate with each of you. Your angelic guardians, your spiritual teachers all continuously say, please sit for quiet moments. Be in your remembrance of your light and listen. To hear me in this way is your privilege and our privilege. But each of you please to come to the inner heart and listen so that there is remembrance of all equality. So be it. Well, I just came in for a little F-U-N. <laughs> <laughs> you may greet me by the name Clark. Clark, it's always good to have you in the studio. <laughs> <laughs> well, in a certain way, I've come to lighten things up by bringing it into your reality with a little more oomph. Enjoy it. Any new jokes? <laughs> <laughs> Not that I would repeat uh, over these waves. <laughs> Let me ask you one thing, my friend. Oh my goodness, you're going to ask me a question. Uh -huh. <laughs> I love it. All right, why not? Maybe you could channel me when you uh, when you incarnate, uh, then I'll you can channel me and I'll tell you jokes. Uh, All right, go ahead. I'm sorry. <laughs> <laughs> well, I have um, a question for you and that is this. Are you enjoying your new um, prolific work? Are you finding for yourself satisfaction now that you've extended yourselves into many continents? Yes, I'm enjoying this a lot. This is a lot of fun. <laughs> well, grand, because I want you to be aware that you're extending beyond this dimension. No kidding. You mean Timeless Voyager Radio is being picked up? <laughs> <laughs> it's being picked up by those ships that have been out there wondering if they're all alone. Yes. That's great. That's great. 
Um, Clark, tell us a little bit about yourself. I don't think anyone has ever really... I don't know. I haven't asked you anyway. Most people are probably too scared. <laughs> <laughs> that I'd be too blunt, eh? Yeah, right. I'm not scared. Go ahead. I can always edit this later. <laughs> Clark, when did you pass over? Well, let's see. I suppose the last time you could count linearly was in 900-something in Rome. All right. What was your uh, function there? What uh, Do you remember much about Oh, of course you have... I have access to the memory as I need it, yes. What I was doing in that particular incarnation was a little frivolities. I was just part of the usual politics. So you were a fun guy, that's all. I was having fun. Now that's a long time. We're talking, uh, what, a thousand years roughly? Since uh, maybe 1,900 years? I kept my eye on things. What What is your agenda? I have uh, had the need from the perspective of Clark, which I just chose as a name for F-U-N, to bring about uh, an awareness of the many, of the joyousness of their physical reality and the existence, that there has been such a severity uh, in spiritual circles about becoming light that it's not as light as it (laughs) pretends to Mm -hmm. be. And so part of my mission has been, so to speak, to keep an eye on things for all these hundreds of years, to become conscious of the so-called changes that produce progress for humanity, and to help remind you all, as I remind myself, that our so-called base isn't so bad. It's Mm -hmm. wondrous. I love to play in the vibration of Harold, King of Norway. Ta-da! From even further back than the 900, that's in the 400. So it's all so momentary because in any moment, my friend, I can change the other face of my true identity and aspecting which comes to be. In the name of the God, I am violet light, I proclaim. I am, I am in the light. I dance with you in the violet flame for all to see and know. I dance with thee in the violet light to bring God I am with all. Or I could be Merlin, if it please you all to know that there is a life in all phases of spirit. Or once upon the dreams of times gone by, when there were but few to know, there be the holy grand gesture of the Shakespearean bard. Hello. So you see, I have all these truths within me. I love to play. Mm. <laughs> Now, I've made you speechless, my friend. No, no, not me. (laughs) Well, you know, the interesting thing is, so now in your dimensionality, which I'm sure, I don't know, can you describe what your dimensionality is? I perceive the dimensionality to be as a vast corridor of holographic phases. Mm -hmm. But you have fun there. I mean, you can make, do you uh, have, uh, do you make places to, to go and, I don't know, be frivolous uh, I don't know what I'm trying to ask you do you have fun do you play uh, do instruments I... do you have dances do you uh... <laughs> well there are moments when I consciously join with the request of others to dance with them on their so-called ethereal temples of reality yes okay so that's ethereal that's what I'm saying you not, not just uh... but I am coming from far beyond that okay. you have to know my own need for FUN is not based upon the joys of the physical but it certainly includes it all mm-hmm. and I would then honor 
the simple joy, the true joy of a, tipping a glass of mead with the holiest of those men in this plane, or to dance through the astral realm in order to bring about a reminder, a remembrance to my friends there that they are far more than they are seeing in the moment. So there are teachers that are serious. I know I, I mean this in a, in, yes. a, in a very reverent way. There are teachers that are very serious uh, business 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 this is the way it is let's get let get right onto life and there are teachers who who feel that the lightness of fun should be shown also so you really are a teacher i am a teacher but your but your angle is is one of of fun and then uh and then quick truth <laughs> uh-huh it is sort of like the blade that sneaks there a little uh-huh. beneath right. the joy and the laughter but i want it to be known also that the f-u-n does not mean i give everyone permission to have an eternal party without consciousness i mean to be okay. in conscious joy i can understand that and so we also would ask you another question <laughs> all right how's your health <laughs> oh, that's a switch everyone asks me for you? a health reading. <laughs> Are you feeling alive these days? Are you feeling? Yes. No, I feel really alive. Then, uh, then will you meditate a little bit more? If I add any more time to this, I won't. <laughs> you have a good balance in your life of meditating and playing, and, and I do honor that. I'm teasing you, my friend, because you have a wonderfully healed sense of humor.
Planets too 